0: Hello everyone and welcome to 10 Minute Country episode 35, the Chris Young special. That's right. We're here at episode 35, um, which is 35% of the way towards 100, I suppose. We're aiming for that 100th episode. And today we've got a special guest on the podcast. It's Chris Young, the amazing, the talented, the award-winning Chris Young, who is touring the UK next month with uh, Lindsay L. And uh, he's going to speak to us on the phone, um, all about his past, his future, and uh, his new song "Raised on Country." Uh, And so, without much further ado, let's get on with it. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm well. I'm all the better now. It's lovely to speak to you this afternoon. Absolutely. Uh, It's a a real privilege. We're big fans of yours at Lyric Magazine, so uh, thanks for giving us your time.
1: Hey, thank you, guys. Like I said, that afternoon for you, it's. Good morning for me. (laughs) I'm very, very happy to talk with
0: you. No, that's great, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a it's a privilege to speak to somebody you know with the with the charting career and the touring career that you've got. So uh, you know, I'm excited to speak to you about the future. But if we could talk about your past a little bit first, would that be all right? Um, George Strait released his uh, new album Honky Tonk Time Machine a couple of weeks ago and if I could put you in that time machine and take you back to 2006 just after you'd won Nashville Star what piece of advice would you give to yourself? (laughs) Um, You know, a lot
1: of people don't know this a a lot of people now um, surprisingly don't remember that I was even on that show that that's how I got my record deal Yes. Um, but I would probably tell (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> yes
2: because
1: <laughs> uh, it, it was you know people don't remember uh you know especially in the uk but um, in the states uh my first three singles uh failed yes so um my first single release i did a full radio tour went out and saw 162
2: stations physically with right. in the station all over the place <laughs> and Yes.
1: And the uh, first single died at 37. And then uh, we released another single. It died at 52. Right. We went
2: out and did a whole brand-new record and put out a first single, and that died at 37. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, and, and then, uh, obviously,
1: the fourth single, after about three and a half years uh, on RCA, was Getting You Home. And yes.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: and and do you think? I mean, did it take you a while there to stop feeling like a reality TV star and and more like a sort of just a Nashville musician, or did you never feel like that?
1: No, I, I mean, I grew up in Nashville too, so I, I think I had a little bit of a different perspective.
2: Sure.
1: Um, you know, I, I had already done the. Uh, I'd been pitched around town. I'd been passed on by every label. <laughs> uh,
2: so,
1: you know, I had I had a lot of the same stories that that uh, everybody else had. Yes. we could all kind of sit and commiserate together a little bit um but no i i really did feel like i was doing the right thing i mean i never questioned it and i was never like oh man did i did i make the right decision to try to be a musician i i was always going to be a musician i just you know also had no idea it was ever going to get to the point that it's at now yes I'm very very happy that it did <laughs> um, definitely put in a lot of the work for
2: it but sure
1: i'm
0: And do you think the industry's changed since then? And would you be given that time now? Because it's tougher, is it, for new artists nowadays?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, You know, it's changed in a lot of ways. Um, You know, the way people consume music, the way they find it, the way um, that you can really reach out and touch a lot of people. But by the same token, you get so much more things, you know, vying for everyone's attention. And the attention span is so much smaller.
0: Yes, And, and and do you feel that pressure to put out content? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, I, I think if you just flood content for the sake of content, it's not good content. Yeah,
1: sure. You know, maybe maybe that's the wrong, <laughs> wrong way to go. Um, and I've never been uh, the the person at any point in my career where I'm like, everyone needs to know what I'm doing a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but I definitely, I do think that that's important to constantly engage people and, and show them more, uh, just as much as you possibly can, uh, when it does come to your music and, and who you are and your personality. And, and I think that's, you know, how people connect to
0: you. Yes. And, and, and talking about connections, one of my favorite songs of yours is, is The Man I Want To Be. Um, who, could you tell us all who are the sort of most inspiring men in your life that have influenced you? Sure. Uh,
2: my
1: mom was a single parent for me and, and my sister uh, for quite a while uh, before he came into all of our lives and uh, just an incredible man somebody that I look up to and, uh, you know definitely somebody that that I I hold up to a very high standard of uh, he kind of Yeah. it was about life uh, that song for me actually was was really cool the way that that came together um, when we were cutting that record we were down to kind of the last day where we were cutting maybe two maybe three songs and uh, that got walked into the studio the uh-huh. that we were cutting and I would already told them I was like well, we've already got enough ballads we're done <laughs> we don't need any more ballads for this record like I don't, I don't want people to you know take an ambient and put this
2: album on to go back and <laughs> <laughs> what am <I> going for? <laughs> and uh somebody had just recorded that and they they walked the demo into the studio and like you have to hear this um ended up cutting it and, and you know yes
0: one
1: of the longest that number one that i've had
0: yeah and, and and it's just such a phenomenally deep song Yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. And yet, the big, the big two songs off the last album, "Losing Sleep" and, and "Hanging On," were were not ballads and a sort of a bit more pop leaning for you. Uh,
1: maybe, yeah, uh, especially sonically. Um, yes, not my voice, but the the production style.
0: Um, we did a couple things that were just a little bit different. Um, you know, and, and both huge and, 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 hits. If you, if you compare that to.
2: What I just put out with Raised on Country, and everything that's going to be on this record, um, this record
1: leans a lot more traditionally, so to speak, um, a lot more organic instrumentation. Right. uh, It just depends, album to album, it's always going to be a little bit different. I I would never want to make,
2: you know, kind of a carbon copy of, of a record that I had already made. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, Losing Sleep was on the charts for 38 weeks and Hanging On was on the charts for 40 weeks. Did that sort of block any other releases from the album?
1: Yeah, you know what? A little bit, just because not only the stuff that I had written that was new and obviously having a new tour and wanting to put a new album out in conjunction with that, but... uh, yeah there was a couple of songs i wish that i got two off that record but i think that happens
0: with every album do, do you know what the two are on the album that i i rank in the top 10 you've ever written or ever recorded so oh, i would go uh, i would go blacked out all right. and uh, where i go when i drink
1: so where i go when i drink would have been the next thing
0: oh uh, okay time. yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah That it, both of those songs are Thank
0: you. Where, where was your headspace when you wrote Blacked Out? You know what? It, we had just written,
1: we wrote two songs in one day, the day that we wrote Blacked Out. And I had that title sitting around on my phone. And I was like, I really, I know this is, you know, not a happy song. <laughs> no. but I, I just think it's a really cool idea. Hey. And uh, I, we wrote like a, I can't even remember the name of the song. We wrote like a really. Upbeat, happy, right down the middle tempo. Yes. And it, it was just okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was all right. And then the uh, three of us were all sitting around and, and uh, said, well, do you guys want to get together another day? Or, I
2: was like, well, maybe we start this before we get out of here. And I threw the title out, and, and that song fell out in about 45 minutes. I was like, oh, this is way better than the first thing. <laughs>
0: I mean, the first time I heard that song, I like literally played it three times be- in a row because I just—it was such an impactful song. Oh,
1: man, thank you. Uh, like I said, that's um, one of those that uh, I kind of—I'm uh, really, really lucky that Sony lets me have as much creative control as they do. Yes. I don't really question um, my <laughs> my choice. <toy laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Not uh, this
1: one, but
0: uh, they, they kind of left me alone to let me do it. <laughs> and another song of yours, which I don't know if anyone ever asks you about, but I absolutely love is It Must Be Christmas.
1: You know what? I, I've not been asked about that song in a long time,
2: uh, obviously because it is on, on the Christmas
0: record. No, well, we don't get a chance to speak to you very often, but, man, I think that's, like, one of the top three most original Christmas songs I've heard in a long time. I absolutely love it. It's a family favourite here.
1: means a lot to me and you know anytime you're trying to uh, to cut a a Christmas record and actually have something that's new and something that's
2: different on there yeah uh, yeah it's not easy I mean you know a lot of the other songs that I
1: cut are stuff that I've been listening to since I could first remember hearing songs on on the radio yes so um, being able to write something like
2: that and and love it and, and name you know my Christmas
1: album after it. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was really excited about that song, so I, I appreciate I, that.
2: I think
0: your voice really suits those songs. You and Brett Eldridge have got that nailed down.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brett's, uh, Brett's probably a little more jazz-leaning on the <laughs> Christmas record than I was.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the new stuff then, Raised On Country. As you've already said, a sort of step back to the more traditional. Was that, was that a sort of deliberate uh, um, attempt, or did it just happen organically?
1: I don't think it was uh, anything that I set out to do necessarily, but I do think, you know, Raised on Country was the
2: first thing that I knew was going to be on this next album. Yes. And so I think that kind of set the tone Uh for
1: everything else. Um, You know, I knew that I wanted that to be a single at some point. I knew that I loved this song and that it was really special. And so um, knowing that that was a starting point, I think dictated a lot of the other stuff that followed.
0: Uh, And how far down the line are you now to completion? Oh, okay. Uh,
1: Singing the last couple vocals uh, this Friday.
2: Yes. Um, it, it should
1: be. I'm hoping that I can have everything completed with my mixed notes and, and everything in mastering by the time that I, I fly over to the UK. Oh, cool. That would, that would definitely make me feel a, a lot better about getting into the heavy touring part of my year. Yes. Um, and having that album finished.
0: And are, are we likely to hear some new songs over here when you come over? You know what? It's going to be a little bit of a mix. I definitely want to play
1: some of the new songs, but um, you know, by the same token, it's been a while since I've been over, so everybody's going to want to hear the stuff off the last album and the album before that.
2: So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: We, <laughs> I,
1: we. I'll try to walk a fine line with it.
0: <laughs> we. We last saw you over here in 2017.
1: Uh, that was a whole lot of fun, and, and obviously, I. I've played C to C a couple times now, but um, that was a that was an amazing audience.
0: Yes. And um, you were over here with Brad Paisley, who uh, he, he helped induct you into the Opry as well, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he's he's a friend, and uh, I feel really lucky to be able to call somebody that I listen to as much as I did Brad. Coming up, uh, a friend.
0: Yes, he, he really and truly is, and uh, that was just an amazing, amazing night. And and uh, final question then, because I, I think I know my time is up. Given you know you. You've won uh, CMAs and all the other awards, big tours. What What is the measure of success for, for you nowadays?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, everything kind of fits in its own lane, whether it's uh, obviously it, you know, I put some things up a little bit higher than the other. You know, you can only be asked to become a member of the Opry one time. Sure. Uh, you can only have your first Grammy nomination
2: one time. But. <laughs> Yes,
1: being able to go to Australia, being able to do
2: a headlining tour in amphitheaters this year. Yes, doing, which I've never done before. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many
1: things. When something new like that happens, you're like, I never thought I would be able to do this. Uh, it's an incredible
0: feeling. Uh, well, listen, Chris, thank you because um, you know we're we're really looking forward to seeing you live. It's only a few weeks away now, isn't it? And uh, Lindsay's coming with you. Can we expect a couple of uh, appearances on Think of You, maybe, with her?
1: We haven't discussed that yet, but uh, I actually saw her at the ACM Awards uh, this past week in Vegas.
2: Yes. But she's really excited about the show. Um,
1: obviously, she's insanely talented, so it, it, it's going to be a great
0: show. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, thank you, and um, good luck getting the album finished, and um, we've got tickets to see you in Birmingham, so we'll be there down the front. And thanks for your time today. It's really nice to speak to you. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye.